Welcome to Lords of the Late Box. This is your man Tivo, and this is my man JB. It's just a two-man wrecking crew tonight. Uh, so uh, let's get things started. You know, we're running late, so we we can't play any music. So I'm sorry, yeah. guys. So we 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 we, we got to get right to it, right? You know. Uh, so you know. No. <laughs> yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome, JB. Say what's good to the people. How you doing, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Shakers List. Remember, comment on last Tuesday's show. I'm about to drop the link for the live chat. If you want to get in on tonight's giveaway after the show, you know, after the list, you know what to do. Comment your favorite cover from Tuesday's show on that show, and I'm going to use the comment picker at the end of this one to give away some more of those Bird City exclusive comics, and they're not even here. They don't even know it. They don't, they don't even know it. They don't even know it. Yeah. So sorry, late. Uh, I had a um, bridge implant put in today, and uh, my half my face was numb for a good three or four hours. <laughs> and I'm not going to be mad for giving me the notes late. So the graphics look a little bit different this week. So, but you know Ooh. what? Just listen to the smooth smile oh, stylings of JB. He's going to read them all for you. There's only two of us. Uh, and he was graciously uh, volunteered to read them all. So uh, I don't know if that's a and curse or a gift. 
If everyone sees that the background's changed, I actually moved today. This is a rental when I relocated to the Pacific Northwest, and we just got the keys, and we moved into our new home today. But I still okay. wanted to do this show, so here I am in the empty room that is with my uh, little shout-out to the old man. So you know why I wear the hat. And yeah, we got a good show lined up for you today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe not an offer list. Maybe maybe one or two. Nah, it could be an offer. Uh, this show is sponsored by our friends over at coverprice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. Go head over to coverprice.com. Also, Bird City Comics, our proud sponsor. Use discount code LOTLB to get 15% off anything in the Bird City Comics store. Uh, they don't know it yet, but they're going to be giving away some stuff because JB is going to be uh, giving them to it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, this list comes from our friends at Cover Price, focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on their exclusive daily shakers list. This list changes sell times every day. So, make sure you check it out every day to review some of the hottest trending books in the market. As you know, as usual, we're going to go through these 10. They're in alphabetical order. And then we're going to see what's shaking today, boys and girls. Let's get right to it. Shall we, JB? We're ready to go. You guys ready? Two man wrecking crew right here, man. Marvel two and one or whatever you want to use, man. So uh, let's get right to it. what do we got out first? All right. Remember, these are in alphabetical order. First up, we've got all star comics issue number 58, originally published in 1976 from DC. Now, Power Girl, who first appeared in this issue, is a DC comic superheroine created by Jerry Conway, Rick Estrada and Wally Wood as an alternate universe. Cora Zell, Cora Zor L from Earth 2, she was stranded in the main DC universe where she remains to this day. While Power Girl possesses many of the same powers as Superman and Supergirl, including superhuman strength, speed, and durability, as well as the heat, vision, and flight, she's an older and more experienced version. She's also notably different in, you know, two obvious ways. Known for her distinctive costume, which features a white leotard with a cleavage bearing hole in the chest and a red cape she has uh, been a member of the justice society of america and justice league of america and various other superhero teams throughout her comic book history now dc fans have been able to follow Kara in her c storyline in action comics with her own personal journey where she's exploring her origins and the role in the current dc universe her key issue covers and appearances seem to all be increasing in value from her various variants from artists like Adam Hughes, Warren Liu, Gilliam March, and her current covers from David Nakayama. Now, Liu updating his very first cover error ever and Jack uh, Will Jack are all increasing in value and instantly selling out. It makes sense that her first appearance should increase with them all. Now, All-Star Comics issue number 48 is an awesome book with a truly awesome cover by Mike Grell. This issue also includes cameos from the Green Lantern and Green Arrow, both of Earth One. Now, this book currently hit a new high of $2,650 for a CGC 9.8, and there are a total of 563 recorded sales. You ready for this? The FMV for a raw fine copy is settling in at about 125 bucks. Interestingly enough, both 9.6 and 9.4s have recently sold for 600 and 700 respectively, leaving plenty of room for growth in these more affordable grades. 
What do you think of this one, Tivo? Um, this one's interesting because I don't know if this would ever be adapted to the live screen uh, with her assets and costume. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, yeah. I don't even think I've ever seen her in an animated show. Um, but they'll just change up the costume. I mean, all these costumes have been ridiculous. Think about some of the costumes the Scarlet Witch used to be in in the co in the comics, and then they made something that looked classy. They could do it. They could do yeah. it. Yeah, but they just yeah. they just drop the boob window. They just got to drop the boob window. Boob window. There you go. Hashtag boob window. There you, there you go. <laughs> uh, so All Star Comics issue number fifty eight. All right, let's get to the next one. Oh, you know we can't we can't have you know a shaker show without some some coolness some ec coolness what do we got oh yeah at number two on the list we've got crime patrol issue number 16 originally published in 1950 now ec comics was a pub a publisher from the pre-code era and focused primarily on horror and crime fiction amongst other subjects their most famous run was the tales from the crypt series and speaking of which this crime patrol issue right here was the second appearance of the Crypt Keeper. Now, if you're unaware, the Crypt Keeper was the host of the Tales from the Crypt series. Since then, the Crypt Keeper has made numerous appearances in media, including the HBO TV show. Unfortunately, this does not feature the classic sought-after skull cover, a hallmark of most successful pre-code horror books, but the value is still there. Recently, a 4.5 CGC slab sold for $1,987, which is one of only nine recorded sales. A 5.5 CGC slab sold for $1,455 in December of 2019. So the value is apparently increasing as is is as it is with many pre-code horror books now there have also been six recorded raw sales tell <laughs> me wait till you hear this there's there have also been six recorded raw sales and the fmv is settling in around twenty two hundred dollars for a vg copy either wow. way these pre-code horror books typically hold their value over time wow that's, I mean, it seems like a steal to me, to be honest with you, for the price, $1,400 and a slab from, from 1950. That seems like a, a, a steal to me. Lana Spinoza says, I just rewatched all the JL animated series recently. Um, I Today, I watch, and I always tell people I love this, absolutely love these films on HBO Max, um, the uh, Justice League Dark and Justice League Apocalypse. Just awesome and just people are just getting freaking killed left and right but it's it, it's probably probably in my opinion the best uh animated uh movies that dc has made um i mean, I mean to, well team movies you know yeah i know team movie uh, you know well let's just say you know team because you know there's some good like solo like a batman's uh movies like hush um and behind the red hood and things like that but uh the definitely check uh that reminds me, Tiva. I got to reach out one more time. If you're watching on the rewind or you're watching live and you want to make an intro bumper for TiVo for the things that he watches that we should watch and the things that he watches that we shouldn't watch, we'll we may put it on the show. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. we're looking for them. Yeah, make a bumper and uh, you know what? I'll give you a, I'll give you a prize. 
from Bird City Comics. They go. don't know it from yet, Bird but City they're going <laughs> to a little bumper or a little like a little video, you know, saying. I know there's some talented people out there watching this show and someone could put something together. Yeah, they can. All right. So Crime Patrol issue number 16 from 1950. All right. Uh, here's a cool one. This one actually is really cool because we know that this has kind of exploded recently. But number three on the list, we've got DuckTales issue number one, the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, originally published in 2011 from Boom Studios. Now, any Nintendo Entertainment System fan will recognize this 8-bit homage of the classic DuckTales video game, which was originally released in 1989. Fast forward 22 years. And Boom Studios decided it was time to hit us with some major nostalgia. This book was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, limited to only 500 copies. This DuckTale covers is one of the first, if not the first, video game homage covers, which are very popular today. Now, according to the CGC census, there are currently 36 total graded copies, one of which is a 9.8 copy. Last week, a CGC 9.0 copy sold for two grand, which is one of the three officially recorded sales. The other two were a 9.6 that sold for 9.75 back in June of 2021, and a 9.4 which sold for 3.65 in February of 2020. Now there are also five recorded raw sales, ranging from 250 bucks to 700, which all sold back in 2017. The rarity of this book definitely skews the fair market value. But right now, ready for this one? The fair market value on this book is $510 for Damn. an estimated near mint plus raw copy. So keep your eye out for any copies you come across on this one. Yeah, just, just imagine San Diego Comic-Con now is just absolutely bonkers and crazy and packed and sold out. But back in 2011, you could, you know... It was, you know, it was still big, but it was, it was navigable. navigable it, you can navigate it easier, um, you know. Uh, and so, uh, an exclusive from 2011 and from Boom Studios. Come on, that's really, that's you know, that's really rare. Um, all right, so uh, Ducktales issue number one, the SDCC exclusive from 2011. All right, here we go. Some goodie right. right here. Now, before we get to the next two, folks. We need to shout out the, to the writers at Cover Price. I mean, the guys that are putting these things together, you guys are fantastic. Shout out to you. They're about to drop some serious knowledge on you in the next couple. So sit back and relax. Next up, Jumbo Comics issue number 69, originally published in 1944 from Fiction House. 69. Now, uh. 69. <laughs> All right. Clarence. Matt Baker, from 1921 to 1959, continues to be one of the most sought-out comic book artists when it comes to Golden Age comic books. He was best known for his ability to draw the female form, with his most famous character being the Phantom Lady. But his first professional assignment when hired by the S.M. Iger Studio in 1944 was to work as a penciler and the inker on a 12-page Sheena, Queen of the Jungle story in Fiction House's Jumbo Comics issue number 69. Now, Baker 
ultimately went on to do work through Iger's studio for Fox Comics, Quality Comics, Fiction House, and St. Paul and St. John Publications. Although he did not do the cover art for Jumbo Comics issue number 69, it's hard to understate the importance of this comic book for fans of Matt Baker, not to mention the scarcity of this particular issue to begin with. With that in mind, it's no wonder we saw a record CGC 3.0 sale for $1,800 on March 14th. That's it? Interest, hold on. Interestingly, 3.0. It's a 3.0 from 1944 yeah. from $1,800. Now, interestingly, two years ago to the day, we saw a CGC 8.0 sell for the same price $1,800 wow hard to say what that one's worth now but no doubt substantially more a CGC 7.0 sold back in October of 2021 for four grand in a mid-grade raw copy hit a thousand dollars six months ago yeah and we've talked about this a lot that comics in the 40s during World War II because paper was you know scarce and everything else and so anytime you can get like even a mid-grade or low grade you know um but you know i've seen some on our show some ridiculously high grades on these books and i'm like how the hell did this survive almost 100 years what are we in 2023 yeah almost 100 years man i'm doing my math right but the fan the completionist of matt baker and to know that this was this is the first work in pub basically published work and as a penciler inker this is cool man even though he didn't do the cover it's still something you got to get pretty Maybe. fucking cool man pretty, pretty fucking cool. cool so jumbo comics number 69 the little boy me always giggles all right what do you got next all right man you know what uh if you guys want to get a cocktail or uh yeah this know, is a long long read because i was like smoke them uh, if you got them i'll tell you what sit back and relax on this this may be the longest read in shaker's history but the knowledge <laughs> that will be dropped is classic here we go at number five on the list Marvel Man, issue number 25, originally published in 1954 from L. Miller and Son. Now, Marvel Man was originally created, I'm sorry, uh, 1954. Marvel Man was originally created in 1954 by Mick Anglo and published by UK publisher L. Miller and Son Limited. However, you will know the character by his current name, Miracle Man. Due to legal disputes with Marvel Comics, the name was changed to Miracle Man in the 1980s when Alan Moore resurrected the Marvel Man world. Now, Marvel Man's alter ego is Mike Moran, a freelance journalist who gained superhuman powers after being struck by a mysterious energy beam. Marvel Man's powers include superhuman strength, flight, and the ability to heal from injuries quickly. The character has been featured in various comic book series and has been praised for its mature and complex storytelling, as well as its exploration of themes such as power and morality. This issue features Marvel Man's first appearance, and it's very rare. This is reportedly the first copy to ever sell 
in the United States marketplace or auction house. There is only one copy, a 5.0 restored, graded amongst all the grading companies. According to the seller of this comic, there are only two known copies of this book to exist in the United States, and only six copies are known of this book in the United Kingdom. To understand its rarity or any United Kingdom comic in the 50s is to go back to what was going on in England during the time. Similar to America, both economies struggled to recover from World War II in 1954, the same year this issue was released, the UK focused its energy on the violent nature of, guess what it was? Horror comics. These concerns about the content of comic books mirrored the events in the US around SOTI and led to the introduction of, wait for it, wait for it, Britain's Children and Young Persons Harmful Publications Act. Jesus, God. that's a mouthful. Which gave the government the power to ban or restrict the sale of publications that were deemed to be too harmful to children. This led to the creation of their own Comics Code Authority, which enforced strict guidelines on the content of comic books in the UK. This had a significant impact on the comic book industry in the UK, with many publishers and creators finding it difficult to produce work that was both artistically satisfying and commercially viable within the constraints of the guideline. And this act also resulted in an overall ban on comic books imported from the United States, and that crippled the UK comic book industry. Now, in recent years, the guidelines have been relaxed, and the UK comic book industry has seen a rise in more mature and challenging content. However, the legacy of the comic book censorship still lingers, as you still have to declare on London Customs and lost bag forms if you have any horror comic books, which remains on the banned item list along with fireworks and chemicals. Now, this lone copy was a, uh, an exciting and rare sale to see, selling a 1.8 raw copy with a detached cover and amateur restoration tape at a massive... Wow, let me let me let me start that one again. 1.8 raw copy with a detached cover and amateur restoration tape at a massive $13,000. Additionally, good god. Additionally, a rare copy of Marvel Man Family number 1, the second appearance of Kid Marvel Man a.k.a. Kid Miracle Man, sold this week for 2K for a 5.0 raw copy by guess who? The same seller as Marvel Man 25. Now, Marvel plans to incorporate Marvel Man or Miracle Man, whatever you want to call him, into the Marvel Universe. This opens up a world of possibilities for future comic content and a fascinating possibility for the MCU. With all that said, this $13,000 sale is going to seem like a steal in the not-too-distant future whenever we see another sale again. You know, if you look at the costume, it looks like Miracle Man, you know, um, right there. You know, if, you, if you've if seen that, yeah. you know, 
Uh, I'm pretty sure Alan Moore is really pissed off about something or other because he's uh, <laughs> he, he is always pissed off about something. Uh, but uh, did you did you like that one? Zombie Prophet. Shout out to the live chat who's just killing it right now. Yeah. Do you have any liquids, explosives, or horror comics? <laughs> yeah. So that basically they the that was the UK's edition of Sodi, right? The seduction of yes, the that innocent, was right? that was yeah, their version so, of which it, which is absolutely ridiculous. But you know, Rid but, you yeah. Know. But it was called the Britain's Children and Young Persons Harmful Publications Act. <laughs> hmm. Doesn't roll off the tongue like Sodi. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> you know quite roll saying? off the tongue. <laughs> but you know, the UK has a rich history of of comic books. Um, you know, if you think of writers like Warren Ellis and <laughs> Alan out. Moore and all these all these guys, I mean, they you know, mm. big on science fiction, big on um, on um, uh, horror. Well, not big on horror, but you know, it was you know, if you know, he, he I would say post-pandemic like horror comics and uh um what do you call them uh foreign editions what horror and foreign editions really started getting a bump i don't know people are sitting at home and you know they were in quarantine or whatever and they were just buying these up it's just so it's good that the, that they got that yeah jb you deserve you get a drink to that was a long ass read and shout out for this super chat man we appreciate you appreciate you for being in the live Oh, we got a super chat. Thank you, Kieran Marsh. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you, brother. All right. Uh, where is that super chat? There you go. There yeah, I just go. had it up the whole time. Yeah. 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 You need to drink after that or ammunition. Jeez. All right. Marvel Man number 25 from L. Miller and Son, whoever the hell that is. But uh, all right. Uh, here's a cool one. All right. Yeah. This one's actually kind of cool. Again, knowledge being shared by the writers at Cover Price. At number six, we've got Primer, issue number five, originally published in 1983 from Comico. Now, Comico was a small publisher by any standard, started by a small group of artists and publishers that had recently produced a local paper. Funny enough, this small group helped launch numerous titles after they, after they debuted characters in their books, most notably Grendel in Primer, issue number two. But the focus is on this book one that features the debut of a black and white prototype version of wait for it the max known in this book's known in this book as max the hair primer uh was just a jumping point that saw the character transition to their own title for image this move started a dedicated fan base and it all started right here one such fan recently reset the market for this book, dropping a whopping 25 hundo for a CGC 9.8, one of only 13 on the census. Now, it doesn't come up often with only one other CGC 9.8 sale in our database dating back to 2021, and it was only for 1500 bucks. Once again, we see high premiums on top grades. Because a CGC 9.6 can be had for like 300 bucks, at least back when it last sold in 2021. Uh, it's a hard to find book featuring the beginnings of a character that would spawn a title and often forgotten, albeit incredibly weird yet fun, TV series. Yeah, I remember it. It was, <laughs> I think it was, uh, I think it was an MTV, if I recall MTV, correctly. I the Max, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's you know, um, 
that's one thing that I think should be developed into live action or you know what maybe even animated you know maybe live action wouldn't work but i remember like the max you know when uh, i would say the mid or uh, late 80s 90s the max was all you know basically everything image was just popping you know what i mean um and i have a funny story where um <clears throat> uh what was it toys R toys r us rest in peace or are they back whatever um used to sell those uh packs of comics right and they were just random comics and i remember pulling a max number one in one of them i probably have like two or three copies of the max just out of nostalgia um and uh after we go over these 10 i'm going to show you some uh cool pickups that i had believe it or not my lcs i didn't have anything on my pull list this week at my lcs so i was like i can't leave here empty-handed <laughs> i probably spent more than i should have shout out to the last time that's happened to you uh god i don't remember i don't remember i mean i don't go always make it every week i try to you know work and things of that nature but you know but you, but he you was, make the trip you go over there and he's like yeah man i ain't got nothing for you yeah and i was like well <laughs> let me look on the wall books at my comic shop <clears throat> comics yeah, tunes yeah. and toys in tusca california yeah if, I, if your comic book store doesn't have books on the wall it's not a comic book store exactly it's, it's a toy exactly. store or a card store selling comics yeah. It has I'm to have comics. At, has I'm looking at you, Comic Quest in Lake Forest, California. All Ooh. right, prime. Bam! All right, primary number five, Comico, 1983. All right, this one is. You know what? This book is always hot. This book's dope, man. I want this book. This is going to be my pick for best cover. So remember, comment your favorite cover on the show afterwards to be entered into next Tuesday's drawing on this show. All right, next up, we've got. At number seven on the list, remember it's alphabetical. Spawn issue number two thirty, the Todd McFarlane black and white one in twenty five variant, originally published in twenty thirteen. Do you know who loves a good black and white sketch cover? The Todd father himself, evidenced by the love he threw this very book. He's not the only one, as a fan recently secured a high grade copy for eleven hundred dollars. Yes. We said, oh, I'm sorry, my daughter's calling me high-grade raw copy for $1,100. Yes, we said raw copy, which is surprising to many as this 1 in 25 variant often sells for slightly over that in a CGC 9.8. Now, that's also $575 higher than its last reported near-mint raw sale back in 2020 when it dropped. Dude dropped some money on this. Spawn had slid in popularity over the years, limiting the supply of books and especially ratio variants. Add in the fact that it's an homage to one of the Todd Father's most notable works in Batman 423, and you've got yourself a coveted book. It's had a healthy aftermarket for years, which priced out many diehard fans, but that changed slightly when the Mexican version was released four years later. It's a much more prevalent book with sales routinely going for sub 250. Still a surprise as it has a population on the CGC census of only 11 books, four of which are 9.8s. This might be some knowledge being dropped here. The U.S. version of this book has 60 with a whopping 33 CGC 9.8 books on the census. Point is, fans want what they want and they're willing to pay a fat stack of cash to secure it. All the way from Poland, no less. 
Poland. Wow. Fight Poland, the good the fight. The buyer was from Poland. Wow. Speak of the devil. Fight the good fight. Says he has the Mexican version of this. Um, there are Rare. some. There are some spawn issues in like the 100s to 200s that are worth a pretty penny. Uh, King of Golden State. Tell me. Uh, I know King of Golden yeah, State bought knows. like a book for like five bucks and then flipped it for like three or four grand. Um, King of Golden State. Tell me what comic that was. Because um, uh, I remember you doing that. I was like, now that's a story uh, to, you know, to do that. So. Spawn number 230, the Todd McFarlane black and white, one in 25 from Image Comics in 2013. Because I was just wondering, I was like, wait, man, is it, wait, wait, is this, you know, Todd loves to uh, homage himself, himself, no pun intended. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Todd after Todd, you know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right. All right. What do we got up next? All right. Next up, Ooh. we've got Spicy Tales, oh, yeah. issue number 11, originally published in 1989 from Malibu. Now, Spicy Tales issue number 11 is a comic book published by Eros Comics, an imprint of Fantagraphics. This issue features a collection of erotic short stories with themes of bondage, domination, and submission. The stories are illustrated by different artists and written by various authors, including names like Adam Parfrey and George Orwell, writing under the pseudonym Eric Blair. As with other comics in the Spicy Tales series, this issue is intended for mature readers due to its explicit content, yet it does all this with a far less graphic cover than recent modern comics have been producing. Now, Bruce Tim, who we can't seem to not cover these days, produced this classic and hard-to-find bondage cover that is still reserved from its interior subject matter, yet... It's all about Tim's recent market demand, with fans seeking everything he's created and paying premiums for it, like this week's sale of $370 for a CGC 9.4. With the all-time high belonging to a CGC 9.8 that sold this past January for $629, this is a strong price for a book that rarely comes up for sale. I, I dig it because it doesn't look like it. It looks older than 1989, right? It has it has like you know, good girl or naughty girl vibes, you know. And and once again, Bruce Tim, you know, he never killing uh, Bruce uh, Tim is on fire right now. You don't associate Bruce Tim with sexy covers, right? It's just uh, yeah, <laughs> jealous comics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very that is the comment of the day or the there week. All right, so Spicy Tales number 11 from Malibu Comics from 1989. We're almost there, boys and girls. Two more left, and then we're gonna see what's shaking today, and we're gonna give away some stuff. So don't go away, man. We still got shout right. out to this chat is James Kreider dropping. There's only one 9.8, one 9.6, one 9. These people are looking these books up on the census as we're bringing them up in the show. The live chat's on fire right now. On fire. Yeah, they are. Next up at number nine on the list, we've got Star Wars Insider, issue number 140, the subscription edition, originally published in 2013. Now, magazines are hot right now, and people are jumping on the collecting bandwagon. We've previously discussed magazines like Wizard, Heavy Metal, and Nintendo Power, but there's a lot of them out there that people are starting to recognize as essential or collectible. Star Wars Insider was first released in 1994 after it was rebranded from the Lucasfilm Fan Club magazine. 
It changed publishing hands twice over the years before landing with Titan Publishing, starting with issue number 93, and has been going strong ever since. While this issue does not have a first appearance, it features a fantastic virgin cover on the fan favorite Ahsoka Tano. A raw copy sold last month for 75 bucks, but this week saw a huge sale of a graded 9.2 for $750 on March 9th. With the live-action Ahsoka Tano show on the horizon, expect more of her collectibles to catch fire. You're muted. Tivo, yeah. you're muted. Yeah, because, I mean... They, I don't know when they recently relaunched the Star Wars Insider magazine. I think maybe a year or two years ago, but I mean, in 2013, nobody cared about these, right? I meant, um, you know, this magazines? was, Hell yeah, from 2013, yeah. but now it's like, yo, people are just, you know, I have the, um, the Star Wars Insider magazine or whatever it's called, and it, <clears throat> the first cover appearance of, um, what is it? Grogu and the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, and I always tell people, it's like, you know what? Whenever Grogu and Mandalorian first appear in comics, it's going to pop because, you know, Pedro Pascal is killing it. Uh, you know, if you if you watch the Oscars, um, you know, there was a comment that uh, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fount, Jimmy Kimmel made about, you know, um, that, you know, Pedro Pascal is on HBO Max and Disney Plus, you know, and everybody's watching it. Uh, and what a great finale to The Last of Us. Uh, it follows spoiler alert or not spoiler alert, if you play the game yeah come on it's yeah, yeah if you play the game it, it, it kind of plays out what exactly is in the game where um he just gets uh let's just say let's just say he goes uh john wick on some people in the hospital that's all i'll say is that a spoiler there, you go, there you go don't don't know don't pull it out all right yeah also Things that I've watched that you should watch on YouTube. Here we go. Dun, um, dun, dun. Uh, bumper. Uh, we don't have it, but um, it's called Epic Battle Simulator. I don't know if you've ever seen this, right? Uh, you can do like, you, you. it's like a RTS, right? And you can do like, Four million zombies against a thousand Jedi, or or what are Chuck Norris versus a million zombies, or you know, there's even that you can even do there's John Wick is also a character in that as well. So if you haven't checked out the um epic battle simulator or something like that along those lines, go check it out on YouTube. I I, I spent a good two hours while I was at work. Well, I work from home, but just watching them, and I was like, this is bonkers. This is absolutely nuts, man. But you know. So they have they have gods, they have Jedi, they have zombies, they have all kinds of stuff, and you just kind of uh, it's just buck. And it's amazing how they do like the camera angles and everything. But you know, it's just good dumb fun, and I love it. I'm I'm down for good dumb fun. So Star Wars Insider number one forty subscription edition from Titan from two thousand and thirteen. Whatever, I'm Titan Comics. Rest in peace. All right, last one. Then we see what's shaking today, boys and girls, and give away some shit. That's right. Here we go. Man, this is a great book. This to is end a, on too. everybody get on the board, I think. This is a great book to end on. I'm telling you. All right, everybody. We got World's Finest Comics issue number 198, originally published in 1970. If it seems like the Flash and Superman like to race a lot, you'd be correct. The first race occurred in Superman issue number 199, and it ended 
in a tie. That was lame. Boom. The, that's lame. Like, the second like race, right? The second race was in the Flash 175. Happened only a few months later. And guess what? It ended in a tie. <laughs> in World's Finest 198 and 199, the third race finally saw a winner with the Flash barely edging out Superman. Although we were working together to destroy a machine that was causing a time disruption. So, you know, there's that. Two huge sales happened on the same day this week. The first Flash and Superman race in Superman 199 saw a sale of $1,020, which was a record for a graded 8.0. But the real winner of the race saw this world's finest issue number 198 sell for $1,680, which was the second highest sale we have recorded and the record sale for a graded 9.6. So $1,680 for a 9.6. The Flash and Superman just love to compete against each other, but today's winner most certainly goes to world's finest. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. The Flash should win because he uses a speed force. I mean, su Superman is just fast, but um, but the Flash uses a speed force. Come on, come on now. <laughs> Rudy's and, Don and, King, the promoter. <laughs> Got to have yeah. tie tie. Go to a third. Yeah, and if if Superman is running, I mean, surely the cape is going to slow him down, right? Um, you know, I, I do believe uh, at the end of one of those movies. Uh, the Justice League movies that there were, one of the end credit scene was uh, yeah, the Flash the end and, credit scene they yeah, looked at the each Flash other and Superman said, uh, racing yeah yeah so yeah there's that all right man what are we gonna do first we're gonna uh, see what's taken or we're gonna give something yeah, away think, uh, no you know what? I think we should give the, let's do the giveaway first and then we'll uh, and then we'll see what's shaking so while I'm showing the giveaway and the giveaway screen uh, I've dropped the link several times we're talking about we're doing a Tuesday Thursday show folks so we're looking for comments. Most like your favorite cover, you, you want to post your favorite cover or whatever comment you Should want. I give him you some know, time? You, yeah, give him, let's give him a little bit. And then I'll drop the All link right. one more time for the live chat because we do got 130 people in the live. Let me drop that link one more time and get, some, get a co comment in there and go ahead. You, you know, even a comment where you crush the host like last week, that could happen too. You know, it could win. That could have been a winning <laughs> comment. It could happen. I'm just saying. All right. Um, you know what? I'm going to say the word while you guys are uh, get your chance to get an entry for a Bird City Comics exclusive that they don't know they're giving away yet. Yep. It's
you guys Ooh. have had ample time. Uh, next trivia question would be name half the DJs in the video that I showed. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. All right. So before the show started, we had 39 comments. We've given you some time. I'm going to go ahead and reload this if I get my math right. And now we've got 75. Wow. That, might, that might be a record. Wow. That might be a record. Let's see who's going to take home a Bird City exclusive comic that they don't know they're giving away yet. But they're giving it to you, I promise. And here we go. Copy, copy and a one. Ah, oh, the With homie copy and a one, man. If you haven't, the- if you haven't followed copy eight hundred one on Instagram, check it out. He does some great videos, man. Uh, congratulations, copy eight hundred one. Uh, hit up with the um, comment. No, TiVo, I will not have Secret Wars in my collection. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hit up Bird City Comics. Um, they don't know it yet, but yeah, you're gonna get some. So uh, <laughs> congratulations. And let's let's see what's shaking the day, boys and girls. I did do a seamless transition. The seamless into, transition. Um, now, I if always. you are not already a member of Cover Price, I'll tell you, it's it's the rabbit hole. Once you start getting into these and you can see how you sort and and search these titles, and the shakers list literally is changing every single day. It's changing. Yeah. They're they're tracking these sales and it's and it's altering the list every day. All right. So we have the uh, Monday, uh, the top 10 list that we cover every Tuesday on our cover price top 10 on, on podcast the following day. If you're, uh, if you're just don't watch the video and you watch it on podcast, just say Alexa, play Lords of the Long Box podcast on Spotify. Uh, these are the most units sold. Uh, interesting list. Uh, Punisher made the list. Interesting. To hmm. Punisher right. on fire right now. But where to see what's shaking, boys and girls? Mm, oh, look at that. I don't have anything in the top row. But you have going nothing on. in the top row. But no. look at that top row. You don't have an I ASM saw, I sold my Mobius and I sold my ASM 300. So what? Uh, there you go, man. Um, let's see what there's anything. Ah, this is one I have. And there I have it at 9.8. Star Ooh. Wars, as Otto would say, hair to the Empire. Um, first appearance. You have Admiral. it in newsstand. Oh no, I don't. <laughs> All right, damn it, damn you! But it's still worth a lot. It's still worth a lot. Um, and I got it for dirt cheap. So, uh, speaking of Marvel Man, the Marvel Man family. Look at that. There it is. The mightiest family in the universe. Uh, do it over here. It looks a little weird, but okay. I'm down with it. First uh, from L. Miller. This is issue number one. The second appearance of Kid Miracle. That was Man. part of the read. It was in there. Yeah, we mentioned it. Yeah. It was a good one. Raw Dog for two grand. Wow. Crazy. Okay. That Dude, that seller made a grip. I wonder what he paid in fees. Though. I know, Ouch. right? Um, we're up by night. I still have this one. Um, recently, there's that? been... Yeah, well, I was right on it. That silver surfer would that modern silver surfers are worthless. What is this? What are you showing me right now? Oh, it's I a 15 center. Okay. This is this yeah, still this series is one. From the original run. Yeah. This is the um, original run. All right. And there's been recent news that uh, there's going to be a silver surfer Disney Plus show. Um I dropped it numerous times that there's going to be a silver surfer show, and I was told it was going to be called the heralds of galactus so uh go back nice. and watch i i dropped this a good i don't know 
six months ago, eight months ago. I've talked about it numerous times uh, from two, uh, two separate sources, one that works in Hollywood and doing like, uh, you know, uh, archiving and all they knew was the title. They saw the title and I go, what's that? You know, and one that actually works for Marvel or uh, Marvel studios. And they said, yeah, there's going to be a uh, Herald of Galactus. So when, when two people say it and one person didn't even know, doesn't even, you know, really a comic book collector. And he's and he said to somebody I know, hey, does Herald of the Galactus mean anything to you? <laughs> and he told me that and I was like, boom, I told you I knew it was coming. So uh, there you go. It'd be interesting to see how they do it. If if you've never seen the Silver Surfer cartoon from the 80s or early 90s, it is very trippy, very trippy. Things you should watch sponsored by is. nobody. The Silver dun, Surfer. Dun, dun. Yeah, it is, it is it is pretty darn serious for a cartoon, uh Silver Surfer. Very uh he's like uh, I don't know, it's very weird, man. They you know, in the 80s Marvel had some weird cartoons, you know. So uh, uh oh, I own the Black Knight. There you go. 9.2 what, What's up? What's up with the flame? What's up with the flame over there? What is that? He's on fire. Uh C7.0, issue number two. 1955. Feral comics, $1,000 for 7.0. So this is a trend that I've seen that I, I wanted to bring up in the last show is that in the past, old comics didn't necessarily mean they're worth anything, right? But now, old comics in a high grade, people are going mm -hmm. out to buy, even though it may or may not have no any key value, doesn't have to be a key. Exactly. It's just old and high grade. Yeah, this is from, I mean, somebody in the live chat tell me if this is a first appearance of somebody or something. But what, seven you know, what said? Cover yeah, price would have told us if that was a, if, yeah. if it was a key. 7.0 from 1955, dude. 1955 and it's 7.0. So, you know, sometimes back in the day, you know, people were like, hey, are these worth anything? And I was like, nah, man, it is old comics. I mean, there's no first appearances or anything. No, But nowadays, old comics with, uh, with the high grade or old comics that are scarce, like, you know, Sodi uh, comics, you know, seduction of the innocent, things of that nature. People are collectors are starting to buy it up, man. You know, so do you, do you think that old like um, Bugs Bunny, Dell, and any of that stuff in the fifties are ever going to be worth anything? Mm, no, but no. I mean, the, the, the Disney, the Disney stuff is like the first appearance of Mickey Mouse and all those characters. I mean, because yeah, the comic fandom is big. The Disney fandom is even bigger. It is huge. Ooh. I don't know if you've ever been to D23, but it was massive. I went to D23 and there was just tons and tons of Disney fans there. Um, and, and, and it's worldwide. I, I talked to a guy from Turkey. I talked to a guy from uh, Slovenia. I talked, you know, it was interesting. I was, you know, you know Star Wars is just worldwide. What are you going to do, man? Marvel Mystery Comics number what, what, what do you think of your new TV uh, show name is going to go uh tivo's tv treasures there we go i like that that's a good one marvel comics mr marvel mystery comics number 91 875 for 4.0 see another one four point uh this is uh from 1949 cbcs 4.0 highest known value 6.5 for 4560 i mean if you could find them wow gee, yeah good luck finding them Here's the first appearance of Spawn. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, no. Does that what it says? No, but I want to see what it, what they say. What do they say? Do they say first appearance? They say like uh, first first Spawn cover, cover appearance and preview. Yeah, in preview, first. Okay. 
Yes. Bond fans too are rabid. Um, do, do, do. Oh, always love mad magazines. Come on now. Mad, ma- mad magazine. Me. We're going to start two. seeing mad magazines in, on here. Look at that cover. That looks absolutely bonkers. Dude, I used it's to get like mad a- magazine all the time. Do you remember you had to fold the thing to make a picture? Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 This predates the Mad Magazines. This is just way back in when EC was doing them. And then there was Crazy Magazine. Remember that? That was like uh, their. Uh, well, I have the crazies. I think I have. Yeah. Almost, oh, Highest known value 4,700. 4, that seems like a steal to me. See? That, perfect, perfect example. High grade. Right, no key, and, yeah. A mad yeah. freaking magazine in high grade from 1952, exactly. Oh, look at this Boris Karloff thriller issue number one from Western Comics. Good old what? Boris Karloff 777. What's a, that's an interesting price for? A, that is an interesting, <laughs> very, price. very interesting. Raw near Mintlo 9.6 uh, and uh, and above that. Uh, are uh, that our friends at cover price were able to verify the condition of it. Um, let's see what else you got here. Uh, oh, I just sold that Green Lantern 76. Did you know that that book in any, any even low, low, low grade is expensive? Oh, it's yeah. just a classic Neil Adams cover. What does it say is the key factor on that? Oh, it's first appearance of like Lhasa Opsa or Op. Yeah, Appa Ali Apsa, who are the fuck I don't even know is. who that is, but look at the go down a little bit lower. To the, yes, look at the raw comic sales chart. Slide down just a little bit more. The raw comic sales chart, even in low, low grade, this book is dollar dollars. Yeah, I think with the Green Lantern show, uh, Green Lantern course show that's coming, I, I still think it's coming. Uh, you know, people are going to be speculating on a lot of uh. Green Lantern books. Why Green Arrow hasn't appeared on the big screen? I don't know. Maybe uh, you know, you know, the show. You know, things that you should watch that I watch. The G- Arrow. Uh, it's hit or miss, man. I swear to God, there was flashbacks after flashbacks just take it away from me. But there's some cool stuff too in it. Uh, Stephen, uh, what was it? Amel. You know, played uh, Arrow. They never really called him Green Arrow, I think, later on in the episodes. But, you know, rest in peace to uh, the Arrow show and uh, CW. I think CW, CW is still around. They, they have some new shows coming out, but I don't even have the CW channel. Um, I'm going to have to wait another five years to get my uh, ASM 129. <laughs> too late for that, buddy. It's too late now. I got to wait for it to cool yeah. off again. You highlight the comments while I go through these, will you? Sure. Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man, issue number three. Look at this dude. Enter Lightmaster. 726 for no grade. And meaning they couldn't verify the uh the grade. It was basically an eBay seller says he said, look at the I'm pictures. Not, yeah, I'm not a professional collector. Please look at the condition of it. So this yeah, little I'm gonna indi- ship this to you in a cereal box. <laughs> yeah, this little thing means it's a hot book right now. So maybe the folks at Sony know what's going on. I don't know. So there you go. The Lightmaster. The Death of Superman 30th Anniversary Special. Look at that. Gold and red. That looks dope. Gold foil from 2022. I didn't even yeah, see they, this. They, yeah, they just redid this this run and some Oma, you know, just yeah. 715 for a 9.8. There's the I just saw this actually, Mouse. I saw the black cover. Um this is a comic that uh, probably everybody should have in their collection as well. The death of the death of Superman. 
Um, House of Secrets. Speaking of things that I watched, House of Secrets is is featured prominently in the Justice League Dark and Justice League Dark Apocalypse show. Um, this is uh, House of Secrets number 114 from 1973, $6.99 for a 9.6. Wow, that's pretty cheap. Once again, 9.6. I agree. Old. <laughs> Especially House of Secret books, you know, people are like just folding up in their pocket. Ah, shit. And here we go. Now we're talking Sentai, the journey of the Power Rangers special, the first appearance of the Power Rangers. I oh, did no not shit. know that. I did not know that either. Wow. From Antarctic Press, April 1st, 1994, the first appearance of the Power Rangers, 625 in a, in a raw dog. Six grand and a nine six sold in May 9th, 2021. I think it they need to make a not like an adult version, but like a PG 13 version of the Power Rangers, right? You know, you know, make it a bit more serious, maybe um better martial arts, you know, <laughs> better special effects. But uh um, well, before you go down to check out that Marvel team up with the Spider-Man and Werewolf. Why is it? I mean, come on, we're talking Marvel team ups. Since yeah, when are man. Marvel team ups going for big money? I love Marvel team up. Are you kidding me? Just a Marvel know, team up. Go for Marvel two and one on. DC showcase. I love these random team ups where they they meet. Give, give me a fight. team up besides one forty one that sells. What? 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 What did this thing sell for? Six sixty one in a nine six twenty one and nine point six six sixty and a nine point six from August. Um, maybe it's the first meeting of War with my night and Spider Man. I don't know. Something in the live chat. Uh, tell me if uh, that's it. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Swamp Thing. That's a dope cover. X Star Wars. I have this one too. Number six. There's golden in the materials. This is Star Wars number six, the regular distance, the first full appearance of Wedge Antilles. All right. So you and B-list character. I can't believe this thing's going for 600 bucks and a 9.8. Well, you know, for the longest time, the original Star Come Wars on. comics weren't worth anything. But, uh, you know, once the Mandalorian popped up on screen and, you know, you know, you know, even the animated series re didn't really move the comics per se, but the animated series or the live action really ma made the prices jump. Um, I can't tell. What grade was that uh, ASM 50? I, I just bought one of those in a 3.0. CDC 5.0, 600 bones is the last Ooh. one. Is the last one to sold. So there you go. That's one book that I don't have that I wish I had. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite covers, X-Men 101, first appearance of uh, Phoenix. Um, Five cover, just a great cover. 8.5. I have a 9.6 still. And the colors on high grade copy of this yeah. are just ridiculous. They pop. People are still buying this. First appearance Most of Molten Man. People are buying all this. All see, the see, here you go. Here's here's the sucker that you know that bought it for 38 grand and 9.6 when uh, Spider Man uh Far From Home was out. Yeah, they were right? yeah. And the massive speculation on who was what, and, and it ended up just being an illusion by Mysterio. But still, so. even if even if he would have been in there, it it's, it wouldn't be worth it. That's crazy money for a care another. Let's B look character. at recent Come slab on. sales. Um, I'm curious to see how this is dropped. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's bought anything in quite a while, actually. Yeah, nobody's uh, buying this book. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, all black cover and everything. Uh, maybe they think Molten Man is coming mm -hmm. to the big screen again. Maybe Jim's like, know. don't be sleeping on Wedge. He was in all three movies, man. Ah. He was. He, yeah, he made it all the way to the end. There you go. Doctor Strange number 169. The first Doctor Strange solo series, CDC 7.5. So for 750. That's uh, highest uh, known value, 9.8. And just a classic cover. Come on. That's now. VF. That's that's a pimp stance with his cloak right there, right there. Come on now. <laughs> Doctor Strange pimp stance. <laughs> that's right. Hey now. It's like a gay comics. What the fuck is I'm this? British man? gay meant something totally different back then. Oh man! But it's—I think it's a uh, little innuendo there. I bet you can't blow hard enough to ugh splat. And uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's four twenty-five for a raw dog. Yeah. So back then, gay just meant happy, right? You know, um, you know. Uh, see, uh, that's pretty funny though. That is definitely an innuendo cover innuendo so right, i want to clear this up what's the what is the key listing on that asm 135 because it is not his second appearance it may be his second cover appearance asm went down uh Madam. punisher Pu yeah punisher i one time thought this was set and what do they call origin second cover yeah it's second cover it's not second appearance it's second cover well johnny bernthal's coming back as punisher so you know that's why all these Punisher books are hot again. I say I, I missed my window to get that 129. I have to wait another five years. Yeah, I sold mine. So anyway, and actually I traded it for I traded it for a Strange Tales uh, 110. Uh, first Prince of Doctor Strange. So you know what? I'm happy. You know, you know, Punisher. Do I dig them? Yeah. But Doctor Strange, that's my stilo. So I had, I had to go with that, man. Um. All right. Last one. Beyond issue number 27. Look at that. Oh, Bill, you found the treasure of death and we're still alive. How did ah look? That is weird. Well, you get a skull cover, you've got right. This is this is this meets it hits a lot of this hits a lot of it. Nine pre, pre code horror. Yep. Wow, one point cover. See, I'm telling you. See, yeah, November 10th, 2022, stuff. highest known value, 4.0. People buying on grade. There's oh, this no is significant. This one's got the, the Comics Code Authority on it, does it? Uh, nope. Oh, I don't see it. Comics Code Authority came right around 1954, 55. Hmm. So this is pre-code horror, I do believe. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't see the little Comics Code Authority. Let me show you one that does. Yeah, see this one here? You see it on the uh, upper right-hand corner. Yeah, approved by the comic codes. Now nobody uses it. At What's all. going on with this book, man? I've got a couple of these. <laughs> Which one? That Spider Man. What's going on with that one? Oh, high grade. Never mind. I don't have anything near. I'm getting a nine six in this book. Get Jesus Christ! Eleven grand for a nine point eight. Is this what is this? Yeah, you're uh, talking twelve twelve cent Spidey, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, boys and girls. Thank you for uh, being patient with us as. Uh, and we kept you captive uh, long enough. Um, but hey, Laura's back next week, right? Yes, she is. Yeah, there we had, go. Laura's back yeah. next week, everybody. Tune in for that. And don't forget to comment your favorite cover of today's show 
on this show to be entered into Tuesday's drawing when we give away more Bird City exclusives, man. Which Come is, on. I'm crazy Benny Stereo World. Uh, yeah. This, how how we so doing on subscribers, TiVo? We almost did 8,000. We've been trying to get to 8,000. If you're not subscribed to the channel, you, you are 8, 000, enjoying the I'm giving away the farm. I'm giving away some Everything. really cool stuff. Let me see. Everything. The cloak, are you giving away the cloak 11? No, you're not giving away. Oh, the hell no, levitation. man. Come on now. <laughs> Uh no, we're not. We're like eight thousand or seven thousand eight hundred and eleven or twelve. So uh, and make sure you like the video. There's a hundred. Uh, there was a hundred thirty yeah. of you watching, only seventy eight likes. So make sure you like the video, subscribe, and we appreciate you guys all for supporting the Lords uh, over the years. So uh, you know sometimes. It's stressful. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's, you know, well, next Thursday, there won't be a shaker show, by the way, because uh, WonderCon. Uh, so the guys at WonderCon, the guys from Cover Price mm. will be at WonderCon. So uh, mm. maybe I'll go. Um, I, I yeah. may go. It's, it's right in my backyard. So, JB, any last words? You know, normal thing. I'm going to pander to the audience. Love you guys in the live chat. You guys are fantastic. Everybody watching on the Rewind, thanks for, you know, all the support and giving us the thumbs up. And as always, don't forget, we had a great fucking time bam yes like we one? did thank you jb you did yeoman's work today doing all 10 by yourself profession number five boy that was woof man here i say a mouthful all right for jb this is tivo keep digging in those long boxes and peace out